November 12th, 2015, and the majors are upon us. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Emily Dalton, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast. And we are on the eve of the Frankfurt Major, the fall major for Dota 2 in Frankfurt, Germany. 16 teams competing for the... It's the Eagle song this time, right? I think so. So, like, they had the Radiance for the Asia Championships, and then they've got the, uh, the Ages of Champions, of course, which is, you know, sure. Ages of Immortality, sort of, except for it doesn't look like the Ages of Immortality at all. That's a good choice. The Ages of Immortality is kind of hideous. True. True. Um, and now we get the Eagle song. So what do you think? They're going to do, like, Reaver and Mystic Staff? Maybe they'll just, uh, you know how the Valve Store was selling those um, Mana Boots socks? Or, you know, the yes. Power Tread socks? Yeah, maybe maybe just Power Tread socks. Man, that's a downgrade. Well, you know, they're really watering down the tournament system by adding so many more. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I see what you're saying, <laughs> but... Okay, I don't think it'll be socks. <laughs> well, okay. So... Let me read to you our tournament lineup, which was written in the order that I could remember them. These 16 teams for this tournament are Evil Geniuses, C-Deck Gaming, Team Secret, Cloud9, Team OG, <laughs> a.k.a. Monkey Business. Minsky? Is that how you would say that? I would have Minesky? said Minsky. Either Mineski or Mineski, I think. It's one of the two. But Mineski, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it's European. It's not your ski. It's Mineski. Alliance. Vici Gaming. LGD Gaming. Vega Squadron. E-Holm. Newbie. Newbie Young, which I've never heard of. Uh. Uh, Virtus Pro. Fnatic. And our favorite Peruvians, unknown. Woo! Top four winners, top four losers. Go. Uh, Newbie and Newbie Young are in the bottom. Along okay. with... A daring production. <laughs> along with Monkey Business and... I'm gonna say Alliance. I'm gonna say Alliance eats it real hard. Okay. I'm sticking with a bottom prediction. Why don't you predict the top? Okay, well first I want to say... There is no way... That Cloud9 finishes above OG. <laughs> well, I mean... Cloud, Cloud9's real bad. Listen, uh, there's there's a strong historical legacy that may... Uh, hmm. Rather than finishing second? But EE's not there anymore. Like he, he is the fuel of that legacy. Well, that's what we all believed. But perhaps only in this tournament will we discover that the secret was in the name all along? Hmm. Listen... Okay. I'll 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 let you slide on They've that. They've got one. heart, damn it. <laughs> so the two obvious predictions are EG and Secret are gonna be in the top four, right? Sure. Yeah. The problem is the other ones. How's C been doing? Well, but not crazy well. Hmm. I think Vici will be one of them. I would really like for it to be Vega. I don't think it will be. 
If we're just going with what we'd really like, then how about Unknown? Unknown would be great! It'd be amazing! I think what's gonna happen is they're gonna finish middle of the pack, and I'll be really happy with that. Yeah. But, like, if they were in the top four, that would be so great. Um... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm going to give it to uh, Vici and uh... Mm, I really I'm having trouble deciding a fourth. I don't think OG is going to get that far. Um, I mean, maybe it will be C-Deck. They're strong as hell. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like, I mean, I haven't watched as much pro Dota as as I normally do since the International. Mm-hmm. But what I have seen I haven't felt like I've been surprised by very much. Hmm. You know? Like, and not like, not to be mean, it's just sort of like, well, the teams that were dominant at the international are, are basically staying on that level. I mean, there was the big surprise of Vega lighting it, lighting everyone up at ESL1 New York because they had the brilliant idea of not burning their entire team. <laughs> but people seem to be figuring out their lineups and I'm not sure that'll happen again. And there haven't been a ton of big changes. I mean, I read the the Dota 2 uh, Something Awful thread, and there's been just a lot of conversation about Pit Lord and how that could possibly go, because, yeah, there's there's not a lot shaking up the game right now. Yeah. It has been 250 days since the last hero was released. That is the longest period in the history of Dota 2. Really? That long since Wyvern? Yes. Wow. Really long time. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm ready. Yeah. No, totally. I, uh... I am very ready. And I would be, like, I'm almost certain we're gonna get Arc Warden with the patch after the Major. Mm-hmm. I would not be that surprised if we also got Pit Lord. With how long we've taken. And from there, sky's the limit. Yeah, that's when things get a... Well, that's when it'll start taking really long to get new heroes, because they're <laughs> building them from scratch. Um, I want to think that there are several half-done new heroes now, you know? Like, Icefrog must be coming up with awesome ideas and just, like, surrounded by sticky notes. I hope so. I believe. I really do. But also, like, his dedication to, like, to making sure shit works before he releases it is really admirable. Mm-hmm. And I really love that about him. But it also means that, like, Arc Warden is in the data and basically fully functional right now. That, like, his model isn't there, his animations aren't there. But you can, like, buy, like, some just some modding. You can just give, like, a generic hero all of his abilities and they will just work. Neat. And they look real stupid. Because well. like they don't have finalized spell effects and stuff. Like <laughs> one of his spells casts like uh like is a ground targeted thing that makes enemies that makes basically anyone within the circle gets a hundred percent evasion for a limited time. Hmm. And it's just like a circle drawn on the ground with a couple of particles floating up. It looks really dumb, but <laughs> you know you know one day like, programmer art. That's how yeah. it is. Um. But like. It's taken them so long to do these things. I just, I don't know, like... Like, why do you think it's taking so long? Why do I think it's taking so long? Because, like, League of Legends... Mm. Releases... I mean... I know, 
but League of Legends releases new champions every couple of months. But they have such strong incentive to do so. Dota, there is not. I mean, you know, there's the whining of the gamers. That is never going to go away. I whine too. That's me too. But um, it's not like they're going to sell them every, every time, you know? I mean, that's got to be pushing them out a lot faster for League. And do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? For League or for us? Overall. I, like, in in our lives. Like, okay, do you, do you think it's a good thing that there's not pressure to produce heroes just to produce heroes Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. I would rather... Okay. I'd really rather... Like, I would be okay, frankly, with this level of new hero release if it means that they come out and they're excellent every time. Um, mm. And I haven't been playing Dota that long, so I feel like... The people I've seen released, like, oh, wow, Oracle's awesome. Oh, Winter Wyvern's awesome. It's just been great, right? And not, like, overpowered crazy eh, a little bit, but... Winter Wyvern actually, like... Oracle has a really Techies. kind of... Sorry. Techies and Oracle and, like, Earth Spirit, the spirits, mm. are all heroes that have kind of complicated designs, right? Mm-hmm. And Winter Wyvern just feels like... Like, not like her abilities aren't a little bit complicated, but her design just feels really, like, nuclear. In sort of, like, the nuclear family kind of way, right? Like, it just feels, like, very core and fundamental and Mm. solid in a way that I really appreciate. And it's interesting to see a hero like that come out. It's like, oh, yeah, it turns out there was room for this in Dota. Like, we didn't see the places where she wasn't, and now here she is. I, I really like that, as opposed to just being like... Here's another perky-breasted anime woman who, I don't know, this one, she shoots fire and she can ride horses. There, okay. Yeah, and you know, like, well, and the other thing is, like, I mean, I feel like League of Legends, with some of their more recent heroes, has have done some really cool things, but mm-hmm. they're really kind of crazy things. And I think for us, it's comparable to Oracle, right? It's uh-huh. like, this isn't, like, smoothly fitting into a slot that didn't exist it's being like look at these crazy things and you didn't think that dota would do this kind of stuff on a hero right right and that can be cool and i enjoy that but yeah it's really fascinating to see like a design just feels like like if you like if i joined dota and you were like yeah what winter wyvern was one of the original 50 heroes i'd be like oh okay (laughs) yeah so So, tournament's exciting. Woo. I'm looking forward to it. One of the things that's going to happen in its wake, however, is that after the tournament is over, on November 25th, there will be a two-week period, and then after that two-week period, there will be another roster lock for the winter major mm-hmm. of six months. What? Why six months? Winter's not six months from now, right? It's getting cold. I mean, they're kind of pushing the limits of fall. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And that's kind of what I wanted to ask you, right? Like, well, first of all, like, what is with their scheduling? (laughs) I mean, you know that I'm not a League fan, but it seems like on scheduling, they got us beat all the way around. Um... And if there was something like that in Dota, or especially if it was established well ahead of time by Valve, like, okay, we have these four seasons a year, you are going to be locked during the season, then there'll be a month when you're not locked, then rosters are locked again for the season, 
I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But it feels like, I mean, at least fans are finding out sort of haphazardly, like, oh, okay, well, after this tournament, like, make up your mind real fast. What? What's happening? So. And also, like, is there going to be a spring major? Like, because, like, the international is basically the summer major, right? Sure. Where's the other major? Because they said they were going to do four. And if this one takes up half of a year, where's the other one? Is are, it they... Just gonna, are they going to do, like, two majors without a period to swap in between? I was going to ask, yeah. Are they just going to lift them both in together? I mean, that... That, I would... <laughs> from As someone not playing on a pro team, I would love to see that one time just to see what happens. Because, yeah, yeah I mean, there's so much shakeup after a tournament to see if teams have to keep the same roster for two major tournaments, that'd be very interesting. And I think it would give them a better idea of what actually helps afterward. And do you think that that's the logic? Do you think that they're like, they're like, well, these are tournaments we're running. So people will know that a, they work and B, there's going to be a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So they're going to do whatever we tell them to do. Let's see what happens when we do these things. That seems like such a riot thing to do in a good way. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I don't know what to think about it, I guess. I mean, if that's what it is, as a one-time event, I am totally down. Well, but what makes us think it would be a one-time event? Like, maybe they wouldn't do this again, Mm -hmm. but why not just keep playing with these periods to see what happens, basically? I just, I mean to say that I'm not saying, yes, they should only have a week every six months to change rosters, but I'm like, no. Like, just looking at this as an isolated event, I'm all in. Alright, that makes sense to me. There are some players in the in the scene that are a little upset about it. Sure. It's much more inconvenient for them than for me. But one of the arguments that they made that was kind of, like, Eternal Envy got on Twitter, and... Uh. I don't think Eternal Envy is stupid. But I don't think he's the smartest man. And he was talking about, like, okay, so he was talking about how hard this is going to be on basically double-A teams, right? Tier 2 teams. Um, and to me, that seems like projecting. Well, and... Perhaps I'm misunderstanding. Why would it affect them? If you're not going to be playing in these majors, then do whatever you want. Exactly. That's why it feels like, that's why it feels kind of hollow to me. I think it's like, he's on Team Secret. Team Secret is going to be in these majors. <laughs> yeah. Um, And, of course, it's to his advantage. Like, if you win a tournament, you can use that capital to get better players, right? Sure. And it's it would be to his advantage to be like, okay, now we want to trade up. Because boy, EE has done that before. Um, But yeah, couching it under Tier 2 teams, like the Tier 2 teams are going to try to do like the open qualifiers or maybe a region-specific qualifier, and they're going to get beat. Or maybe they won't. Like, obviously a couple of them will get through, right? Yay! Mm -hmm. But a lot of them won't. And then they're free to do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Because they're not, they haven't qualified. And it's so not the like every, rules. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's actually kind of. I mean, like the things that'll make it hard, right? Are things like, like if they're okay. Here's an issue, right? Cloud Nine's Ritsu, that player. 
um, appears to be at the heart of a little scandal right now and might get kicked from the team. Hmm. There's a lot of he said, she said going on. I don't want to get too far into it, but Ritsu does come across as a real scumbag. Um, and if Cloud9, like, Cloud9 should kick him, right? Hmm. But they're in this tournament, and if they kick him, what do they do? For the next six months. Huh. Well, luckily, uh... In this case, luckily, they will have that two-week period. They will probably play this tournament with him, and, I mean, maybe they won't kick him. I don't know how, what they're thinking, but if I were them, I would kick him during that two weeks and pick up someone new. Yeah. But if ha this happened after our winter major and before our theoretical spring major, which they haven't announced, so perhaps we're completely wrong. But if that happened then, then what's what do you do? I mean, not that that couldn't happen, but that's pretty uncommon. I mean, this isn't StarCraft. There are very few Dota scandals. Well, but this isn't like a this isn't like a betting scandal. This is like this player is a shithead scandal, and I feel like we get a lot of those. I don't know what happened. Usually, people don't get kicked off teams for being shitheads. Usually, they lead those teams. Yeah, I. What he was doing was debatably cheating. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah. No, no, it's like, fine, and I don't know what happened. So there's, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, I think also if you're. If you're on a team, if you're on a pro team, and you are debatably cheating, arguably cheating, I would say, if you're arguably cheating, your whole team is penalized, that sucks for the people on your team, but it's going to turn out that way sometimes. That's fair. That's fair. <sighs> Gosh, so much to talk about this week. Um, it's really exciting. It's really... It's weird because there have been no notable patches. Forever. Forever, basically, in and, our whole and there lives. never, basically, there never will be ever again. Um, but I feel like there are there's a lot going on in the scene, and there's a lot to be excited about, right? Yeah. The pro scene is, is popping off in a very real way, in a way that's pretty exciting to see. Um, just very briefly, we'll touch on the fact that, as we mentioned in passing, Team Monkey Business is now named Team OG, and. By the way, it's not actually Team OG. Everyone's going to call them that. It's just OG. And it's... Are they original gamers? I mean, what's I happening in my life? Are I these original gangsters? I mean, I just assumed it was original gangsters. I don't think they ever say. They're just team... They're just OG. Well, I but... would... Yeah, live in that ambiguity, friends. It is your shield. <laughs> no, we're Orange Garage. No, yeah, one of our, our groupmates, he's got a, an Orange Garage. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I bet it's Original Gamers. You don't think it's Original Gangsters? I think I think No Tail would do that. Uh, it just makes me think of that antique Penny Arcade cartoon that really melds the two concepts in a very embarrassing 90s way. <laughs> I think I know the one you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things, there's a thing that I actually have been meaning to talk about for a while, which is something that happened, I think it was back in 6.84, it might have even, or 6.85, it might have even been 6.84, I don't quite remember, but Invoker got a special, uh, a buff, right? Mm -hmm. At level 25, he gets, um, an, a special version of Deafening Blast. Which basically uh, treats it as though he has an extra rank of Quas, Wex, and Exhort in every field. 
and then he fires uh, deafening blast. Like he fires eight of them in basically the directions of a compass. Right? Yikes! And that's like that's a that's a nice little buff. Um, yeah. It's not good enough to fix that hero's problems because like by the time you're level twenty five, like a, a little boost in power, like you're already level twenty five, right? Yeah. But it's a nice little buff, and it's a flavor thing that I really appreciated, right? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that's really cool. This idea that when you hit level 25, you get this little, like, unique boost in ability. And it got me thinking as to how you could use this for other heroes. And obviously, like, anybody who knows me is like, oh, okay, so we'll get ready to hear some suggestions about Wind Ranger and Earthshaker, right? Sure. I feel like those heroes are in a pretty good place. I would love for them to get this eventually, but I think to start out, you need to give it to heroes who don't have a lot of love lately, you know? And I... I can... After saying my piece, I can continue with this conversation. But after thinking about it for a while, I don't like level 25 perks. I don't like Really? It. Tell me more. I... I don't think... End the game... I say this as a techies player, but, like, I don't want to add incentives for people to drag the game further out, you know? Like, don't give that guy on your team more incentive to be like, no, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna farm for another 15 or 20 minutes. Like, no! If there are other good things happening, that's fine, but it seems like, uh, like, if you get it early, then you probably don't need that advantage of everybody else. And if you get it later, then, like, God, no, end the game. I don't agree with you at all. That's totally fair. I think that this is going to be, like, this could be the edge that helps people seal the deal when they couldn't otherwise. Hmm. Like, okay, so one of the ones that I came up with and was actually kind of happy with is the idea that at level 25, Tidehunter, when taking damage with, you know, his his Kraken shell, Mm -hmm. the damage would sort of... And you'd have to do the math on this, right? It'd have to be certain damage thresholds, but it would reduce the cooldown on his Ravage. And that's a really cool idea. I mean, that's that's the other side of it. I think there's plenty of neat stuff you can add to the game. I think I think what this may come down to is that I am playing Trench Tier Dota. Yeah, and but I mean, like, yeah, specifically, not just that that's a cool idea, but like you can also see how that would help end the game, right? Yeah. You blink Ravage. And then, like, it's not enough to win the fight, and they start beating the shit out of you, and then you get a second Ravage. And it's like, okay, now we've got this fight. You know? There are also ways to acquire a second Ravage. How about a third Ravage? (laughs) That's obscene. Yes, it definitely is. But, you know, it's just that... That idea of the extra boost in power just to make these fights, like... So the last two fights, I played with ex-host Johnny. Last two fights? Last two games. Let's say Emeritus host. Sure. Sure. Emeritus host Johnny. Last two games we played together, both went for over an hour. Yeah. Which is not crazy, but they were both games where we were getting the shit kicked out of us early. We got pushed back to our tier 2s. They took all the tier 1s. I th- maybe in both games, I don't remember. I think in both games, they even took one lane of racks. And then we just started winning team fights and holding them off and getting stronger and stronger and then turned it around and won the whole thing. Both times. Right? If you remember, in those games, how many people hit 25? 
Um, it's totally reasonable if you don't, you know. I, th- I mean, I think everyone? Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe there were a few people that didn't, but I was playing, like, I played Magnus in one of those games, and I definitely hit 25. Hmm. Um, and the other game I played... I don't remember. It was Earthshaker, and I hit 25 in that one, too. <laughs> um, like, when you have those really nail-biter games, that's just something that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like, like, I mean, I feel good about those wins. We played smart. We turned it around. But also, it's a little absurd that we were able to win. We probably shouldn't have been able to win. Why do you say that? We fucking gave away that game early. (laughs) Real hard. We gave a lone druid free farm for 40 minutes. Well, that was not a good call. But, I mean, mean, that's one of the things I like about Dota is I feel like you almost can't lose a game your team really deserves to... Or you almost can't win a game your team really deserves to lose. Unless the other team deserves it more, you know? Like... It just balances itself. Like, even if it just... They, they got outdrafted. Like, well, you did that right and they didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you feel like the level 25 thing would just make stomps worse? I feel like it would either just drag things out farther or, yeah, just make stomps worse. I mean, you know, like... I'm thinking about those games where they're pushing tier 3s and they get, you know, a couple... They get some racks down and they just leave. And it's just, you know, it's like, will you just finish the game? Like, nope going in the jungle for a while. I could get some more gold and, you know, I feel like it'll just exacerbate that particular problem. I see. I mean, I feel like those are games that they always end up losing. Not like always. every I don't know. It's oh yeah, not always, but like <laughs> It's true. It's a, it's a stupid strategy, but Yeah, it's and it's also kind of a cesspool problem because my experience yes. is what happens in those cases is that you get a lot of gold keeping your other lanes safe. Mm-hmm. And then the next time they come in like, you get, like, it doesn't, like, every time you get kills and they don't get the lanes, you're getting so much, like, comeback golden experience. And, like, if the rubber banding isn't that hard, if they actually committed, then it wouldn't be a big deal. But instead, but every time, yeah, one of them is a, sure that he can take all of you, and then, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I guess, like, as I say, I want it on a character-by-character basis, right? Mm, yeah. Um... And I don't know, maybe you'd add it to the first person and be like, nope, we don't like what this is doing to the game. But I mean, they don't, like, Invoker has it. It's already in the game. Um, well, and I guess so to test my theory, what I'd want to see is to see it pick on someone who's already popular in pubs and see how see. it worked, you know? Like Wind Ranger. Or Lashrak. Lashrak isn't that popular anymore. Yeah. Or what you really Sniper. Want to see. Put it on Sniper. He's a great candidate for it. That's actually a good call, because he yeah. needs... Like, he not needs a buff, but... He could use he could, a buff, he could and he's use a very buff. popular. Yeah. Uh-huh. What would you do for a level 25 perk for Sniper? I hate Sniper so much. <laughs> I've never played Sniper. I hate Sniper so much. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I'm only coming up with terrible things because I don't want him to succeed. <laughs> I don't know. Shrapnel affects buildings. Get out of my life. <laughs> uh, we got rid of that one for a reason. Yeah. Well, he's terrible. The, it would help you break bases. <laughs> See? Like if your problem It'd is getting uphill. It'd be useful at twenty-five. It would, and I feel like at twenty-five it wouldn't feel as cheap, right? Right. Like at level like three, when he drops it on your tower, and you're like, "Oh, Come for on, Christ's sake!" Fucked. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hmm. All right. I'm done with that idea. That's sufficiently fucked. All right, well then uh, post it in Reddit and maybe they'll try it out. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Oh, man, you, uh, you something awful Dota fans really have a... A chip on our shoulders? Your... Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a way of putting it. A little. A little one. Just a smidge. Uh, just because we're the influencers. Whoa. The decision makers the around here. The taste makers. Yeah. Yeah, I know what it tastes like, too. You're welcome to it. <laughs> Alright, that's fair. So, okay. Guardian Greaves. Delicious. My favorite item edition since I started playing Dota. So good. I love Guardian Greaves. There is not like a problem with Guardian Greaves, but it kind of points out some problems with items in Dota to me, right? And one of those is why would you go Tranquil Boots anymore? Because you're a Wind Ranger. Tranquil Boots on... Oh. <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. I even knew you were doing that on purpose, but it hurt. Oh. But really, <laughs> like, Tranquil Boots are, are like can be good early. They are the cheapest boot. Mm-hmm. And they're good for sustain for people who don't need mana. But late game, like ditch them for Guardian Greaves or Boots of Travel, yeah. right? But there was an item that was, I believe, from one of the holiday events called Force Boots. New Bloom last year, maybe? That sounds right. New Bloom had a bunch of, uh, had a bunch of new items. Um, and basically, it was made from uh, power treads on a four staff, and I would want to change that to being tranquil boots on a four staff mm. to make it a support item, and just make that actually a baseline thing. Just like uh, the four staff is a great item, but usually a blink dagger is better. Mm-hmm. And people who want a bl- like, and there are people who want a blink dagger and a four staff. Yeah, and that's just a hard way to live. <laughs> Like, we, you know, we've talked about the support, like, item slot issue. Yeah. And, you know, Guardian Greaves frees up the mechanism slot, so that's one less. And then, you know, Ward Stacking frees up a slot. They've been doing things to try and make it easier for us. But, like, a Batrider who's got, you know, like, Tranquil Boots, Blink Dagger, Force Staff. It's a like, hard hope you did Yeah, hope you didn't want any other items, buddy. Because you got to carry a TP. You, you know, might need to... You know, I guess they've got space for a few things. But it's... It's rough, you know? Totally. And I feel like it's a good candidate to be combined with Tranquil Boots, and specifically Tranquil Boots, because, like, as I say, the original version was combined with Power Treads. Power Treads are something that carries get. Mm-hmm. And since they are often rolling in dough, they'd have no reason to not just be like, well, sure, I'll get, I'll get, you know, some Force Boots as well, right? Yeah. And I don't love that. No, I feel like... I mean, one of the most... To someone who doesn't play carries, or does with zero success once in a while, one of the most interesting parts of carry play is trying to figure out itemization and strategy and managing your inventory. So, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just making things a little easier for them there, I'm not that interested. Yeah, and also the other thing about Force Boots that I would change is that they only hit you. Like, you can only self-target with Force Boots instead of them working like an actual Force Staff, and I'd want to change that, of course. 
Um, hmm. Yeah, they were a weird item. And I guess I'm thinking of these as an alternative to Guardian Griefs. Yeah, yeah. But it gets into a weird question, right? Like, I could totally see a game in which someone might buy these new Force Boots and also Guardian Griefs. And maybe also Boots of Travel, right? Do not like... Unless you're Broodmother and you have that many feet, do not like. I don't like it either. And what do we do about that? Like, already there are people who are buying Guardian Greaves and Boots of Travel, and it makes perfect sense. It's You have better movement speed, and you have a shorter cooldown, and you can teleport anywhere. Like, just carry that instead of a TP if you've got the money, of course. Yeah. What do you do about that? I don't know. Assign them more feet is probably not a really useful one. <laughs> I mean, so I guess I'd be okay with it on Magnus, Enchantress, Broodmother, Weaver, uh, Dragonite when he's a dragon. Well, I mean, they have two feet. But it is plural boots, I guess. Yeah. Mm. I mean, okay. Like, already... Carries end up buying, like, well, okay, like, there are, like, Crystal Maiden will buy a four staff and a Yule Scepter, and she's carrying two staffs. You'll get carries who are carrying, like, three different kinds of sword, right? But, at least in the trashy fantasy novels I read, there are heroes who carry a bunch of swords. I was just reading one uh, that I quite liked, where a guy carried several swords, but one only for serious times. Like, very special. Well, sure, but why would Medusa be carrying four of the same sword when she uses a bow? Uh, for... to try clumsily to fashion herself a shirt. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Uh, listen. So, I feel like... Sparring? You can't spar at each other with arrows, right? Maybe she spars. So what I'm trying to walk you up to here, Emily... (laughs) Is the admission that Dota itemization doesn't make sense, and this is one like this is one that we haven't had to break very much because there's never been good reason to. But that's all it is. And but it bugs me with the shoes, idea. you know. Like it doesn't. If you're like, well, okay, you've got, you know, yeah, you've got four swords. I'm like, that's fine. I can think of reasons for that. And of course, I have more than one pair of shoes. There's reason, but I just no, I have mental block. Okay, what if instead of force boots, they were called work shoes? Or what if instead of force boots, they were called force hat? I would be all in on the force hat. But then why would they boost your movement speed? That doesn't make any sense. And why would they be made out of tranquil boots? You're well, being silly. No, it'd be made out of the tranquil hat, number one. Uh, and number two, if it kept your hair down, it would make you more aerodynamic and you can go faster. But like Emily, <laughs> plenty of my co-workers come to work in shoes and then switch into their work shoes. I do that when I go to mass. No, totally. I get it. I just, I have this problem. I don't know. It is a personal problem. I'm not trying to assign this problem to Dota. Also, like, this is, now we're just getting to stupid nitpicking territory, but why does the Chrysalis Sword turn into the Daedalus Crossbow? It That's shoots, all. it shoots swords. It's the best that would ex- fucking crossbow. That, that would explain why it hits so hard, yeah. actually. That's why you need all the swords in your inventory. It's all coming together. <laughs> 
All right. This is an officially <laughs> stupid conversation. This is why you invite me along. All right. Um. Oh, speaking of sufficiently stupid, it's Fan Fiction Corner! Okay, you didn't want to address your other thing first? No, there's no need. Okay, that's I think cool. there should be cosmetics for Spirit Breaker that are Day of the Dead themed. That was my only other thing. I put it into our notes. Hey, that would be awesome. And it would. <sighs> okay, Fan Fiction Corner. This was a short one. Um, it doesn't hit the highest highs or the lowest lows. Um, it's by Rubik's Cube 98 and it's called Venomancer and the Newcomer, and it features an original character. Oh, man. I know. I haven't I'm gotten excited. to that many original characters. Okay. Like... What color is the original character's hair? I believe green. I will double okay. check. Okay. Oh, this is promising. <laughs> yes, bright green hair and emerald eyes. Oh, man, this is good. You're, you're doing me proud here. Okay. Now, this is this seems like the setup for a longer story that has not been written yet. Uh, this one is pretty recent. It's actually just from last month, so more of it could be written. I may have to check in with this story again in the future. Um, our main character is Venomancer, and there's an author's note. Venomancer is wearing the Acid Hydra set since it's my set on him. Um, oh, man. That kind of comes up. I like this a lot. So, uh, the setup essentially is that Venomancer seems sort of lonely. Usually Venna was fine being alone, but lately he had been feeling incredibly lonely, even if he did spend most of his days with nine other people. Granted that five of them wanted him dead, but the fact stands. The only true friend the snake had was his flying counterpart, Viper. Almost his opposite as he focused on increasing his toxin to put onto one victim, unlike Venna who focused on spreading it around everything that wasn't considered his team. Though he would never admit it, he was jealous that Viper could fly and could avoid all the hazards on the floor. So, you know, like, he's sad. There aren't very many poisonous people around, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Dota community, there are a lot of poisonous people around. <laughs> That's fair, but he only gets to interact with the heroes. So, like, he has True. a conversation with Sven that gets weirdly awkward. Um, yeah, like, Sven just killed him ten times in the previous game, but Crystal Maiden wanted him to come apologize for overkill, and they have conversation, working it out together. The knight laughed, happy that he was on good terms with the snake. That might be my favorite line in the story. I was charmed. Uh, so then they all go have supper with Pudge, because Pudge cooks and people choose to eat it on purpose, which is how you know this is pure fantasy. <laughs> So, Venomancer gets a letter from Nature's Prophet saying, We have another nature-related hero joining us, and she is apparently related to poison. Uh, oh man, so, is she a poison dryad? There are details that we don't get that may be in a more extended version of the story that has not yet been written. Um, but... Nature's Prophet. Greetings, Venomancer. I'm so glad you got my message. I would like to introduce you to our newest hero, Venenum. <laughs> Veno looked up and was shocked to see a human female woman, a human female woman, standing before him. She had bright green hair and emerald eyes that stood out against her pale skin. She was probably the same size as Wind Ranger and even had a bow as her weapon. Um, so. Oh, wait, what if this is Wind Ranger? 
What if she just dyed her hair and put in contacts and is hitting on him? Oh no! I will straighten this out for you. <laughs> First, though, I have to tell you one of the author's closing notes is, I'm pretty bad at anything romancy. Like, but eh, you know, worth a shot. Oh no. <laughs> Again, I mean, I, I knew that was what was going to happen, but you know. Well, and it's not fully explored. This is really just set up, right? Okay. Uh, if Rubik's Cube... If you write a sex scene between Venom and Veno, I will read it. And I will read parts of it on the podcast. As much, like, she will try? Parts of it. I said we'll parts s- of it. We'll see, right? We'll see. So I'm going to read you... I'm going to read you the last two paragraphs of the story. This is their whole... Like, they've introduced each other by name, and this is their conversation from there. You know... Venom started, I like you. You're cute. Venom was shocked by this and felt himself blush. Ha ha, don't worry about it, Venom answer. I like to make people feel uncomfortable at times, but I always help them laugh it off in the end. You must have good friends, then. When she didn't reply, Venom turned around and saw her on the verge of crying. Oh, uh, I'm sorry if I offended you, Venom. I can assure you I didn't mean to. I... He was stopped by Venom putting her hand to... putting her hand his face. No, you didn't offend me, Venomancer. I I just never had friends before, and if I did, my poison. My Veno quickly and awkwardly pulled her into a hug, surprising her, surprising me also since he's a snake with no arms. And I think this is why he stipulates that he's wearing the Hydra set, because it sort of has those angry ma- maws. I think, yeah. he's using, I think he's using those angry heads to hug this woman. So, I know how you feel, Venom. I, too, have lost people I cared for because of my venom. But we must be strong, fight for those we have lost, and aim to better ourselves so it does not happen ever again. He pulled away, giving her an awkward smile. Everyone, please pause and imagine Venom answer, giving a girl an awkward smile. <laughs> she returned the smile and hugged him back, now surprising Venno. Thank you, Venom answer. Thank you. No problem. And call me Venno. Venom answer is a mouthful to most people. Venom smiled at him, laughing slightly. And call me Venny, Venno. Oh, God, don't, no. He looked back at her again, expecting to see tears again. Would you like to be my friend? Venno smiled a smile he hadn't done in years. Of course, Venny, of course. That's the end. Um, This is not the biggest nitpick, but Venomancer has a name. And it's not Venomancer. He is LaSalle. LaSalle? He's LaSalle Deathbringer. The Venom answer. So he couldn't even be like, God, please don't call me Venom answer. Like, that's my co-workers, but if we're going to be friends, I have a name. But Oh, please, my father was Venom <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Deathbringers, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I liked mm. this one. There are some problems. Um, I also, I'm concerned that in order to create a romantic interest for the snake man, they came up with a human female woman. That seems like an odd fit, but, uh... I mean, he used to be a dude, right? That's how that works. Is she gonna turn into a snake? Maybe? <sighs> I guess we'll find out. Anyway, imagine that face making out with a human lady. There's That's no antidote to week. that mental image. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's just Venno barks from here to... <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I am. So I, I actually did enjoy this one. I found parts of it quite sweet. And again, like, yeah, uh, where's where's that best line? The knight being happy that he, he made. Oh, yeah. The knight laughed, happy that he was on good terms with the snake. Like, shit, yes. Bump it, Sven. All right. So you didn't actually address my concern about it being Wind Ranger. Well, the venomous part, I felt really when when she's like, I've totally murdered people with my venom. I thought that cleared it up pretty well. She just bought an orb of venom. Also, she seems to lack any any sass. I don't think Wind Ranger could have made it through this whole conversation without piecing out or, you know, <laughs> making a dumb pun. Yeah. Few Dota characters could. Uh, but, yeah. She probably would have said something about him being shafted or something. I don't know. Yikes. You're right. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I'll be honest. I didn't hate that one. No, it's kind of sweet, right? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know the main appeal of this segment is listening to me squirm. So I'm sorry. Didn't if you'd do like. too much of it this week. I mean, if you'd like, he does have a conversation with Ren Ranger. Is it notable? No. Okay. You were great out there. Much better than our previous games, too. Yeah. But right. anyway, she appears, she doesn't sound like Venenum. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Probably probably not her. It's probably Drow. Anyway. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have any friends. <laughs> it's Death uh. Prophet, because she's got the green going on. No, totally, I love poison. <laughs> It's very spooky. I mean, uh How do you toxic? feel about beautiful ladies? <laughs> Alright, folks. I think that's all we've got for this week. Um Yeah. Next week we should have the results from this tournament and maybe even a patch. I won't hold my breath, but that would be really great. Cross your fingers. Yeah. Alright. Well thanks everybody for joining us. As always, you can find us on Twitter at, at BottleCrow. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com. We accept any questions or comments. Um, we are on iTunes. You can give us any reviews or ratings there. It would be greatly appreciated. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. And spread the word. Um, we are part of the Scanline Media Network. You can find us at scanlinemedia.com. We do games criticism and reviews and so forth. Um... And we also have a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. Uh, contributions are appreciated, but of course not necessary. All of our content is free and will continue to be free. Uh, thanks, thanks so much, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. I missed some of your ending spiel because <laughs> like, and if I ever fall in love, fall in love again, I'll be sure that the lady has venom.